Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Hey everybody, how are you going? Great, great, great to see you. Thank you. Thank you, Gareth, for some beautiful worship. Thank you, Governor Family, for being with us today. It's really, make sure I'm in the right spot here. It's uh, always great to connect um, with people. I have missed connecting with people. You know, we, hey, congratulations for being out of lockdown, technically, although not a lot has changed, I don't think. But technically, although Paul and I went out, we went out for dinner on uh, Friday night. That was that was wonderful, and uh, we had our kids and grandkids over yesterday for lunch, and that was also wonderful. So, gee, we need to connect with each other, don't we? I've really missed that, and I've missed worship, and I've missed seeing your faces. We need each other. We need to be with each other. And I'm so looking forward just to seeing people. I keep thinking, how are they? What are they up to? What's happening with that? And so it's going to be wonderful uh, to be back together again. Uh, 31st of October is what we're aiming for at the moment. But stay tuned. Okay. We are, Paul's already said, we are in our final week of our series on finding joy on mental health. And... um, how to find joy despite what is happening in our life. And there are things that happen at times and we think, oh gosh, where's the joy there? But we can still find joy. Now, I want to state the obvious um, as we finish this series. I probably should have stated it at the beginning and say that, you know, we're not psychologists or psychiatrists. We're not even counsellors. We're pastors and um, we are speaking out of the Word of God on issues of mental health and finding joy. And the Bible really has so much to say about it, so much truth about it. So we're sharing basic fundamental truths from God's Word, which is powerful and alive. But I do understand and and want to acknowledge that at times in our lives, we may need help from professionals. And if we find ourselves in that situation, there is no stigma and there is no shame. We need, to, we need to get that help. Today I want to talk about three ways we can find joy and take care of our mental health. Research shows that 75 to 98 percent, I'm going to say that again, 75 to 98 percent of mental, physical and behavioural issues come from our thought life. That's a lot. 75 percent. Physical, behavioural and mental issues come from our thought life. It's important that, that we are aware of and, and think about what we're thinking about. We know and think about what's going on in our mind because our entire life is affected by what happens up here. Charles Spurgeon said, Beware of no man more than of yourself. We carry our worst enemies within us. You know, life is not all about what happens outside of us. It's about how we respond and deal with those things that happen on the inside of us. Our mind is the most powerful thing in the universe after God. It directs our lives. It's where every battle is won and lost. 
our mind, our thought life has the remarkable power to change our brain. In fact, that is how we change our brain, through our mind and it's God's gift to us. So how do we give ourselves the best shot at having a healthy and joy-filled mind, a healthy joy-filled thought life and therefore life? I've got three points today, of course, because that's what preachers do. And the first point is this, have gratitude. What? You don't expect me to be thankful, do you? You don't understand. You, you don't know what's going on in my life. You don't understand. And you're right. I, I actually don't. I don't know what's going on your, in your life. And, and I don't understand all of the things you're facing today. But I do know that if we want to have joy and success in life... Gratitude is essential. If, if we can't appreciate what we have to be grateful for right now, it's harder to achieve what we desire for the future. Why? Because we can't even see that it's possible. Like we, we've shut down all of our possibility thinking. We've, we've, if, we, if we don't have gratitude, we've shut down our faith for the future and we're stuck. If, if I was to ask you today... What do you have to be thankful for? What would you say? Would you say nothing? I have, I have nothing to be thankful for. If that's you today, you are limiting your present and you're actually limiting your future. I know a person who has so much, but they go from one relationship to another, one job to another. This house isn't good enough, I need a bigger one. Everything is disposable because they cannot see what they have. They are not grateful and it's never enough. Gratitude actually changes the brain and body for the better. Research on the effects of gratitude, the research on the effects gratitude has on our biology shows how being thankful does three really great things. Do you want to hear what being thankful does? The three really great things, that does, really neat things. It increases longevity it, um, it, it, uh, our ability to use our imagination and our ability to problem solve. Three things. Longe- longevity, using our imagination and po- problem solving. Gratitude does those three things and all of those things are important. Longevity in life, in roles, in jobs, helps us to achieve and not give up. Increases our ability to use our imagination. God has given you an imagination. An imagination to create things that aren't in existence. An imagination to dream for the future. An imagination to see a brighter future. Gratitude helps you to release and open up your imagination to see. You know, our thoughts are more powerful than our wants. If you want a successful marriage but your thinking is full of I'll never get married or my marriage is never going to work... A failed marriage or no marriage is what you will get because our thoughts are more powerful than our wants. Gratitude helps us to use our imagination. Gratitude increases our ability to problem solve. It helps us to problem solve. It helps us to see solutions. You know, when I go into worship and I worship God and I magnify him over every situation, do you know what I come out of? I come out with solutions to problems. It's quite amazing. 
Darlene says this, It's good to teach our teams, our churches, young and old alike, that this sovereign song of worship can never be reduced to simply the warm-up before the preach. It's important to teach people how to put on their garment of praise when there is a spirit of heaviness and that there is great power in raising a shout of praise when life is difficult. It takes faith and that's the whole point. Gratitude makes us feel that life is worth living and that alone will help your mental health. (laughs) That alone. It will help make us more resilient It will help us to bounce back during hard times if we have gratitude. It will help us to overcome rather than give up. It will give us a reason to live. Some of you, some of you listening today think feel like you have no reason to live. You know, gratitude will actually help you get a reason to live because you will see what you have. Psalm 126, verse 2 says this Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Did you see what happened there? God's kids, in that scripture, God's kids had a reputation. A reputation that God was looking after them. What a great reputation to have. People said about them, they said, the Israelites, God's looking after those kids. And you know what the Israelites said straight back? They said, yes, you're right. God has done great things for us. They gave God credit for the good things he'd done. So your life may not be perfect, but everyone listening, you can find something that God has done and you can give him credit for it. I can find so many things God has done and give him credit for it. I thank God for the prayers that he's answered. And sometimes I thank him for the prayers he hasn't answered. I thank God that I'm still here. You know, there are some days when, and you probably are in the same situation, where you think, wow, I wasn't sure I was going to get through that one, but thank you, God, I'm still here. I thank you, God, that you healed me. I, uh, you know, there are couples in our church that have a child, that, that child, wow, we prayed and we, we fought and they fought. Of course, they fought more than we fought, but we stood with them and they have a child and they give God credit for that. Maybe it's a spouse. God did that. Let's be people who agree every time we've got a chance to give God credit for something he's done in our life. It will bring him glory and it will bring us more gratitude and thankfulness. And that's going to help our mental health. Psalm 103, that great psalm that says, bless the Lord on my soul. Verse 2 says, and don't forget his benefits. Bless the Lord. In other words, thank you, Lord. And don't forget what he's done for you. Count your blessings, that old Sunday school song. Name them one by one. There's something in that. It changes what goes on up here. It changes the way you feel. I am so thankful that I got to go and see my physio for the first time in 12 weeks on Friday. Because my neck was so bad that when Paul came to give me a kiss, I'd have to hold my head. Because if it, if it went back like that, it was excruciating. And she looked at my neck and she went, oh my gosh, Mel. And she worked on it for a little while. And uh, I am so thankful that that pain is gone. It's made a whole difference to my life. How about you? (laughs) More kissing, my husband says. Most of us do the other thing. We say, well, I've got this problem and this problem. and, And God, why haven't you done that? And before long, we've got a big bag of problems 
and all of the blessings are forgotten. That sort of life view and mentality will actually make you a very sad, miserable person. It will affect your mental health in a negative way. Whereas if we start to focus on what we've got to be thankful for, it will change our countenance. It will change our mindset. It will change our outlook. It will change our future. Because the same God who got you here is the same God that's going to get you through and bring you joy and success. My sec- So have gratitude. The second one is laugh easily. Ha <laughs> ha! Laugh easily. Psalm 126 verse 2 says, Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. You know, medical people have done surveys on this and found that laughter is an incredible medicine. It actually does us good. Laughter is the overflow of joy. It's joy coming out of you that cannot be contained. It's a good thing to laugh easily, even at a bad joke. I get that opportunity sometimes. Go ahead, enjoy it. Because it's partly a decision to just to laugh easily is partly a decision. Sometimes we have to make a decision to laugh. Our youngest Zach, when he was young, he used to carry around a book of jokes. And and he used to read them out to us. And some of them were just really silly, like, what is grey with sixteen wheels? An elephant with ro- with roller skates. That was one of his favourites. So <laughs> he's right here. He's looking at me. Uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty two says this: A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to your body and your soul. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. You know, that, that is, they are two totally opposites, right? Totally opposites. What would you prefer? Like, have you ever been sitting around with a group of people and, and you start to laugh at something and then you just keep laughing and then it just gets even more silly and then you're crying and it's not even funny anymore, but you just can't stop laughing. And how great do you feel at the end of that? You feel, you feel awesome. Laugh easily. Sometimes we have to decide to let ourselves laugh. The decision will produce joy in you. You know, our youngest grandson, who's almost three, he just does this. If he knows that we're joking with him about something, he will act absolute, he will stop, throw his head back and do this great belly laugh because he wants to be in on the joke. And then it just gets more and more funny. It's a decision to laugh. Some people think, I can't laugh because I'm not joyful. You can actually turn it around. It works the other way as well. When you begin to laugh, joy will flow. It's all good. You know, God knows. God's got you. It is going to be okay. It really is. You will feel better for laughing. I thank God so much for my husband because he's always there to make me smile or laugh. He's very good at it. So the third thing, so have gratitude, laugh easily. And the third thing is so good things, even in tough times. Psalm 26, which is what we've been looking at today, says, Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, 
will return with songs of joy carrying sheaves with them. Sounds good, doesn't it? Those who sow in tears will reap with joy and singing. Hey, there's a promise for there for some of you today. Some of you who are sowing in tears right now, you are going to reap with joy, with joy and singing. Something good is going to come out of this tough time that you are in. This scripture talks about people going out bearing seed and weeping. Unfortunately, a lot of people go out weeping, but they're not carrying seed. Or the seed they're they're carrying is not seed that they really want to harvest. They are so distracted by the difficulty they are facing, they forget that they can still sow seeds in a tough time. Something good can come out of the tough time. As believers in Jesus, we are not exempt from tough times. They will happen. But what, what will you do in tough times? The psalmist says that when you're in a tough time, pick up a bag of seed and start sowing. Sow something that, that you want to harvest, something good to harvest. Your relationship might be tough today, but your finances might be tough today. Your marriage might be tough. Your whole life may seem tough. You may be weeping because things happen in our life that make us weep at times. We're waiting on God. I'm, I'm waiting on God. I'm sure you're waiting on God for something. Some days are tough. I get to choose what will I sow in those tough days. We can be sowing seeds, good seed, all the time. Seeds of faith. Seeds of possibility. Seeds of hope for the future. Are you sowing good seeds that you want to harvest? Because any farmer will tell you you don't sow seeds without expecting a result. We sow seeds of hope. We expect a result from them. We sow seeds in the way we speak, in our confession. We sow seeds when we speak the word of God out over a situation. And if we do that, we will return with songs of joy. Joy will make you a strong person. Joyful people are strong people. People with the joy of the Lord in their lives have strength in them that is contagious, that is a great witness, that that cannot be shaken in a tough time. It's not shaken by circumstances. In Nehemiah 8 verse 10, Nehemiah said this. He says, Go, enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, Nehemiah... This story here, Nehemiah led the Jewish exiles to rebuild the walls in Jerusalem and to restore the city after their captivity. And one day, the people set aside a day to listen to the reading of the law, which they hadn't done for a long time. And when they heard it, their response when they heard it was to realize how far they'd fallen. How, how holy God was. And they started to weep and, and mourn. And Ezra said this, he said, he was the priest. He said, no, no, stop weeping. God isn't after your weeping. Don't grieve and be depressed. See what you lack. See, see how you've fallen, but start to rejoice in my goodness. 
Start to rejoice in my acceptance. You will find your answer today in rejoicing, in joy, in celebration. That is your strength. The answers, they aren't found in sadness. They're found in joy. They're found in rejoicing. When we have joy, we're abounding in energy and we're ready to face life again. So this morning, what do you have to be thankful for? I know, I know there are some, I have breath in my body. I have so much to be thankful for. I just have to remember to thank God. Laugh easily. Let a, let a laugh come out and sow seeds during tough time because all of those things, they're going to help your mental health in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for people right now. Father, I thank you right now that you see every situation that people are facing. Father, I pray that you would help us have hearts and minds that, are, that see what you have done, give you credit, give you glory. We can be thankful, so thankful for all that you've done. Help us to be thankful people. Help us to laugh easily, God. Help us to, to sow seeds even in tough times. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.